Coach, how are you, sir? Is this is this a is this fun to kind of kind of kick off the season, so to speak? No, I'm doing really good, man. I'm I'm excited to be here. This is kind of the kickoff. I am so like upset to see all this purple, only because <laughs> I was going home on vacation. I got a speeding ticket a mile from the stadium, <laughs> so uh, you maybe had to two stay miles from the longer. stadium. Yeah, and I asked the cop. I said, "You know, Coach Signetti." He said, "No." I said, oh, "That's not going to work." Um, but no, this this is a great um, great event, great opportunity for. Let the players come and you know, spend time with you guys, the media. Obviously, they do a great job of covering these guys when they're on the field and writing the stories. Uh, for them to get to spend time with you, for us to get to spend time with you guys, it, it's, it's a great experience. Well, last time you were at that stadium, you did enjoy your time. Yeah, we did. Well, <laughs> the, the time before that. Uh, but, no, we, 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 we did a really good job. Coach Signetti and his staff have been phenomenal. Um, it's always going to be a tough game when we play them, That'll wherever fun, we yeah, play them. Um, you know, the consistency that they um, – have shown is what allows them to continue to improve, and, and that's that's something we were excited to play them against. You know, as I look at your team, and again, you've got a lot of talented guys coming back. You, you can you should have a really good season this year. But I, I want to go back to last year, and even though you you did win that game at JMU, that was a stretch where you were struggling a little bit, and, and you had lost your quarterback. Cam Fancher was just coming in. He made the start against JMU. You lost the game after you beat JMU, but then after that, you kind of turned the the page a little bit and I was talking to some coaches yesterday about you know there were moments in the season maybe a year ago that it, it could have went one of two ways and that's the one thing you guys as coaches you see your guys pick the right way and, and work to get to that right way was that a point where again you guys win your last five games you lost to Coastal after you beat JMU and, and you win a bowl game was that kind of the point that, that you're most proud of the way your guys finished the season that way yeah, I think what it did was it showed our guys um, that the process works, you know, and you have to trust it. And it's not always going to look easy. It's not always going to come easy. It's not always going to be sunshine and rainbows. Um, we were at a point in that season where we had to make a decision, you know, are we going to continue to trust this process holistically or are we going to start to, you know, hey, one guy does his own thing, another guy does his own thing. Um, and the leadership on our team, our culture, mm -hmm. um, you know, they decided we're going to trust the process. We're going to go right back to work just like we have. Um, and then, you know, we turn around and drop a close one to Coastal. But there were some learning experiences mm -hmm. in those two weeks that really allowed us to grow as a team. It really allowed our leadership to take ownership of the team. Um, it allowed our coaches to say, okay, guys, these guys, you know, they want to do it, so we <laughs> right, got to help them. Right, um, and and you know, as a coach, sometimes you got to really step back and say, okay, trust the process, because it's easy as a coach to try to go in and fix it. You know, <laughs> you know no we got to change this. We got to change this. We got to change this. Um, but sometimes you, you got to let the quarterback, you know, develop. You got to let you know. No, Cam wasn't where he was at the GMU game at the end of the season, but you no got to let him develop, and we got to find a way to help our guys in the lanes that we're in, and I thought that was a really good opportunity for us. You know, how, did you – I'm guessing you feel so much more comfortable, and I know you did last year two and year two, but now in year three, is everything just becoming a little not easier but more comfortable for you right now? I think what happens is um, – if you're doing it right, you start to see your culture really take mm -hmm. hold in years two and three. Um, and then you're not driving the culture. You are cultivating it. You know, the years Absolutely. one and two, yeah. you're driving the culture. And this <laughs> is what we're going to do. And this is how we're going to do it. In um, years two and three, when your team really starts to take form, you're cultivating it. You're starting to show them, you know, why the culture works. You're sure. starting to, to show, you know, the, the new recruits why the culture works. You're starting to – 
um, empower your leaders, you know, to make decisions on, you know, different schedules and different things. Mm-hmm. Um, you, we, our summer, our, our leaders decided everybody's showing up for voluntary and non-voluntary workouts. That's what they decided. In year one, you're just trying to get them to understand the difference between voluntary and non-voluntary, <laughs> what you can do, what you can't do, what right. you should be doing. Right. Um, so I don't know if it, you know, if it's year three or two, whatever it is, but there comes a point where you start cultivating your culture instead sure. of driving it, and I think we're at that point. More player-led right now, right? More player-led. And if we're going to be a, a championship team that at any team. level, um, the player's got to lead because at the end of the day, I tell the guys, coaches don't go in the locker room. And, and that's not just a, you know, a – metaphor but right. coaches don't go in the locker room yeah. so the problems that are in there you guys got to fix them or we got to figure out how we can fix them together but you got to bring them out of the locker room um and when the players start leading i think you got real real genuine leadership um and ultimately hopefully that transcends into success no question we're talking to Charles Suff again he's that football coach at marshall nine and four a year ago did defeat jmu and they'll play on a thursday night in huntington this year on october the 19th against the dukes you know, talk about Cam's development last year. Again, we got to see him. He got thrown into the fire against JMU, but, again, kind of withstood that and, and found a way. Um, how about his development through the, the, the rest of that season? Um, he certainly got a lot better. I'm guessing he's gotten better throughout the spring and the summer. Talk about his development that, that, that you've seen. Yeah, he, he probably had the most development in the areas that you don't see on, you know, camera or the film. Sure. Um, and just little things, managing the game, getting people lined up, you know, correcting the play, getting us in the right play, getting us out of the right play, um, getting us out of a wrong play. Um, in the meeting room, you know, on the sideline, Cam, here's play A, play B. Which one do you like and why? You know, at the beginning it was kind of just like uh, whatever you want me to run. <laughs> just, just call um, it all right. Yeah, <laughs> as the season went on, it was like, hey, I like this play because of this. Sure. Hey, I like this play, this, you know, this series because of this. Um, and that's what really started to, to show. Then what happens is there's two types of quarterbacks. There's a quarterback that's on the team, and then there's a quarterback of the team. And as he developed, he became the quarterback of the mm-hmm. team. And the players decide that. The players you know, surround him. The players rally around him. The players see him as their quarterback. Um, and that's what started to happen towards the end of the year, which has allowed him to go into the summer and focus on not only just leading and being the quarterback, but self-development. You know, hey, there are some things that he learned last year um, that are, he's going to be better from. Mm-hmm. There are some things that he did really well last year, and he had no clue why he was doing that. <laughs> um, and he's able to go back down and look at those things, and I think ultimately that's going to allow him to continue to improve. We're talking to Charles Huff, head football coach at Marshall, and um, obviously Kalen Labern had a, a tremendous year a year ago, great pickup for, for his one season. Uh, but Rasheen Ali's back, and he played a little bit at the end of last year as he came back from injury. But it uh, be nice to have him healthy for a year, won't it? Yeah, I think so. You know, and, and I say this and knock on wood, I think the injury is probably the best thing that happened to him. You know, he came in as a, as a freshman and had immediate success mm-hmm. and really didn't know why. You know, the first game he played in, he scored four touchdowns. <laughs> um, and sometimes, it, you know, because the kids are uh, result-driven, it, it, you don't really understand what it takes to score four touchdowns. Sure, yeah. um, but I think the injury allowed him to step back. It allowed him to appreciate, you know, the preparation, allowed him to appreciate taking care of his body and allowed him mm-hmm. to appreciate um, you know practice and film and all those things um, and he is a better football player and person because of the injury you know he was able to kind of sure. step back um, and we're excited for him I think he's going to have a phenomenal year um, he's been lights out this summer he's changed his body he's faster he's stronger um, he understands how you get four touchdowns now <laughs> and why you know certain plays work and don't work um, so we're excited for him how about up front with you guys? Um, how different are you guys up front than what you were a year ago? 
Um, schematically, we're the same. Um, but depth-wise, we're light years ahead. You know, we probably have 13 or 14 guys on the offensive line that, you know, we could play. Mm-hmm. Obviously, all of them not at the same time and at the same level, um, but have played in games. Um, defensive line was an area we took a hit, but I feel like we've brought in a good crop of new guys. Um, so we brought in a total of 25 um, portal guys, five junior college guys, and 10 high school guys. So a lot of those guys are defensive players. Mm-hmm. I think, again, this league, you got to be good on defense, and you got to be consistently good, not one week you're in, one week you're out. Um, and I think the offensive line will allow us – with Cam's development to throw the ball a little bit more consistently. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we've, you know, we've run the ball really well. Obviously, that has a lot to do with the O-line. Um, so I feel like holistically we've improved the depth, which will improve our competitiveness, which will improve our development. <laughs> it kind of all goes together. It does, yeah. Uh, and, no you know, doubt. if you can't get better in practice, you know, if, if I don't have a, a motivating factor to make me – practice better, mm-hmm. somebody behind me practicing better, then I'm never going to improve. I'm just going to kind of just keep getting back to the same point. So hopefully this will help our overall improvement. How do you like your receiving core right now? Obviously uh, you lost Corey, who was talented, but a lot of guys back in that room. I'm sure you've added a few as well. How do you like that receiving core? Yeah, that was a room we felt like, you know, when we looked in the offseason that we needed to get a little more explosive. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're going to win, you know, at a high level in this league, you got to be able to throw it when you need to throw it. you got to be able to run it when you need to run it. Right. Uh, you can't be one-dimensional. Um, and that caught us a couple of times last year. Yeah. Um, so we added a couple of young men. We added Demarcus Harris from Kentucky, who we think is going to be a little bit more explosive option for us. We, uh, we added Daryl Simmons from um, Stephen F. Alston, who was at Virginia Tech first, who we feel like is going to be um, an option for us. We've had some guys in that room develop. Um, so we feel really good about it. Obviously, now we got to start to put the pieces. Who's the outside right. Z? Who's the X? You know, all these guys can play them all. But, you know, um, Chuck Montgomery coming back, you know, he had a really good year for us. He did. And then yeah. Talik Keaton, who got injured mm-hmm. um, in the year, will be back for us. So we feel like that room will be improved, uh, which will help our pass game. John Charles Huff, head football coach at Marshall. The Dukes will travel to Huntington and take on the herd on Thursday, October the 19th. That'll be a primetime game on Thursday. And um, defensively, again, you guys were so good a year ago. Just 294 is what you allowed. You and JMU were right first and second in about all the categories a year ago. Um, you mentioned you took a little bit of a hit up front, but Owen Porter, he dominated on, on that Saturday in, uh, in in Harrisonburg and had a heck of a year last year for you. Nice to have him back. And, and you again, you've got some leaders back on that side still. Yeah, I think that the beauty of it is, you know, schematically we're going to be very similar. Yeah. So the kids continue to progress instead of relearning a system. Um, that's huge, isn't it? That's huge yeah. because, I mean, a lot of these guys, Owen Porter's been in this system um, or the shell of a system for going on five years. So think about the accumulated reps that he right. has playing the techniques and fundamentals. Um, I think the beauty of it is we brought in some talent to kind of complement Owen. I, I doubt too many teams let Owen just <laughs> get blocked one-on-one right. this year. Uh, but which means is the, the byproduct of that is somebody on the other side is going to get an opportunity. Right. Um, and I think we've brought in some young men, Mike Green from um, – uh, the University of Virginia, you know, I think he's, he's got an opportunity to be really good. Um, Elijah Alston is back healthy. He mm-hmm. was banged up last year. Um, so I think we've got some guys who give us an opportunity on the other side. Sam Burton's back healthy. You know, he was banged up um, to kind of complement what we know what we have in Owen and what he's been able to do and uh, consistency-wise that allow those guys to have an opportunity. And Eli Neal had a heck of a year for you too, and, and he just he just he's just, he's a tackling machine for yeah, you. Yeah, he just keeps <laughs> racking up tackles, man. Like he just you know just finds a way. Um, but again, 
when your best players are your best leaders, you yeah. got a really good chance. And him and Owen are, are kind of the, the leaders of our team, obviously on the defensive side. But when they talk, people listen, and that means something. And it's really different. It's difficult now to teach leadership. Because everything is so individualized. You've sure. you got your own Twitter account. You've got your own you know, <laughs> right. IG or whatever. Um, but leadership has to be received through what people ultimately see. Like if they know you're not doing the right things at night, they're not going to listen to you. Don't care no doubt. Or what you say. Um, but these guys, Cam, Eli, Owen, a bunch of other guys, have done these things and they're living consistently what they're saying. And people respect that. And obviously, you've got guys at each level that are back that were impressive a year ago. Micah Abraham is back, and what a year he had last season for. Yeah, him. and I, he's kind of what we see with Owen. Like so, the year before uh, Stephen Stephen, yeah. you know, <laughs> made a bunch of plays and a bunch of PBUs. And so people wouldn't throw to him. So, so people <laughs> wouldn't throw to him. So then they threw it at, at Micah, and Micah took advantage of the he opportunity. <laughs> so again, it just shows that when you when you're when you when you're deep, and people can't pick on one person no or can't question. pick on one side, everyone gets an opportunity. And that's that's just what I believe we have an opportunity to do this year. And Mike will be a cornerstone for us in the back end. He's, his leadership has been good. I think the uh, success that he had has, you know, brought some confidence, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and now imagine. he's playing with a little bit more swagger, a little bit more feel uh, for what he's doing. We talked about it earlier a little bit, but uh, JMU, Marshall, this could turn into a pretty good rivalry. You guys meeting now every year. Again, I, I really think these programs are very similar. The way you guys play football is very similar. Um, it should be a lot of fun every single year when, when you guys get together. Yeah, I think so. And, and regionally, it makes sense. It you does. Know, it, I mean, the, you're not you know 500 miles away. You know, it's one of those deals where um, you can be you know anywhere between Huntington and Harrisonburg and, and see. You know, a Marshall shirt or a JMU no doubt. shirt. And I think, again, the fan bases travel and support. You know, we expect to see a ton of JMU fans coming down to Huntington on a Thursday night. Um, just like when we went up there, we had a ton of fans. Yeah. So I think, again, regionally it makes sense. I think culture-wise or similar, you know, obviously consistency on the field last year has been been there. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be a good matchup. Should be fun. Again, that will be Thursday, October the 19th, as uh, Marshall will host that game this year. Coach, thank you for your time as always. Always a pleasure. Appreciate it. Thank you. It. Good Appreciate luck this it. year. Go Herd.